Oh yeah. One of the uh, fastest songs in the industry, actually. <laughs> it's going back for more. Editing. <laughs> Production crew. Terrible in Chicago. It's hard to get good help in Chicago. Union job, you know? Yes, I heard. Yeah, you know. And it's, uh, they tax too much of your income out there, man. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, dude, that song, uh, song number two. Yes, number two, as in Deuce. Is this song about a famous poop that he had in his life? I like to ask oh, myself. Indeed. Or uh, <laughs> we're always starting this uh, show on a classy level. Oh, oh classy! La <laughs> <Or not> classy. <laughs> yeah. What made you pick the Blur, man? Uh, I just came on. It's such a good song, and it's one of those like not. Just a 90s rocker, dude, you know? It is. And uh, I don't know. Did you ever, uh, if, dude, if you go on there, I'm trying to get back to it without, like, blasting everybody's ears. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the comments are what got me, dude. Because uh, the, the been 20 years, I'm still searching for song one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> listening to a song called song two which is two minutes and two seconds charted number two when it came out like damn that's All pretty right. crazy yeah i'm feeling like there's some uh, masonic kind of uh you know illuminati stuff going on there <laughs> numerology weirdo shit you know i'm talking about i don't know i forgot there was some good ones i, I can't find them now but well it was a classic when it came out and then uh i saw them uh I saw his new band, The Gorillas, recently. Not too long ago, I guess. That's the same guy from The Gorillas? Oh, yeah. He went on and started The Gorillas, my man. No way. Absolutely. Got that That iconic voice. A very unique voice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Pretty cool. (laughs) See? You you amaze me. Well. Impressed me every show, my man. Hey, well, the... (laughs) I like to brush up on my music knowledge from time to time. Yeah, that's I, crazy. I don't remember important things in life, but I remember tidbits like that. And, Did they uh, have any other like hit songs? Bl- uh, Blur, I don't recall. I feel like they were a huge hit in the UK and had their own kind of cult following. I feel like they've even recently did like uh, you know done like some sort of reunion bit. Potentially, I might be a little off on that, but I feel like they did. And then, uh, you know, the the dude rocks out with the gorillas, man. He did the. I feel like the gorillas came out right at the what two thousand nineteen ninety nine kind of time sure. frame, and it was pretty perfect timing for the new millennium, you know, and kind of turning over the clock. And, they were uh, kind of like, they were right there at the end of the era of the music video. And music really dramatically changed. I feel like they kind of uh, were at that point where there was a huge fusion with rock and hip-hop and, you know, a lot of the electronics were being introduced now at this point. Uh, yeah. You know, music wasn't, was more like synthetic now. And, you know, they were kind of one of the, I don't know, I feel like they were the, the big players in that at the beginning there. 
And when I saw yeah. them recently, dude, their setup, man, it's pretty crazy. Huge, uh, you were right with the visuals and stuff. They, they, <clears throat> huge focus on that. And then just the overall production, man, it takes like a huge crew and like all this, all these mixing boards and, you know, it's, it's pretty wild what they got going on there just to like recreate a lot of the sounds from, you know, the albums. So oh, the dude's, the dude's creative to be able to come up with this 202 number two song, whatever that means. Uh, then to do the gorillas. Oh, it's not really off. 202. That's just like the clip. But it's actually a two-minute song, and it's called Song 2, and it was like the second song on that album. And then it just ended up being like the... Dude, that's a great song. It, it definitely uh, pumps you up, no doubt about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know what I love about the music videos? Like, uh, like the drummer. It's just so big. It was a three-piece set, you know? <laughs> <laughs> The days of the th- the three dudes rocking out. Those are the glory Which is days. Like minimal, dude. You don't need this like giant, you know, the keyboardist and the, the giant drum set <laughs> and the, the, you know what I mean? Yeah, hell These yeah, dudes. Yeah, I love I hope the rock three comes dudes. back, man. <laughs> and if it does, dude, dude, uh, do the three dudes. I like the three dudes. You can do a chick yeah. if you want. I I dig a chick singer. But I do like the chick singer. That was a good, yeah. Some good ones. Right? You get the three dudes and like a Gwen Stefani type lady out there. Even a- Avril, uh, Avril Levine. Yes, you do love the Avril. And uh, she was all right. Emma was uh, describing some Emerald conspiracy to me recently. Yesterday. Oh, shit. That she, <clears throat> we were talking cloning actually. Oh, I might. I got something like you got going on here with the phone. Look at that. Oh, man. Oh, man. And I was taking a hit, so I couldn't cover like you always cover for me. Perfect. Wow. We'll have to to hit that in post, as I like to say. Just to show you. Uh, Some of us are always on our game. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't take the range. Here's the thing with that phone. It's basically uh, for the stuff. For, for em- the telemarketers? For Emma's mom. No, we don't even get telemarketers. It's Emma's mom calls. That's it. And uh, I know. Now the telemarketers call the cell phone, dude. That's crazy. That is crazy. They've left the house phone game. So now if you want to avoid telemarketers, get a house phone. <laughs> Nobody's oh, wow. calling. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Good call. And it totally threw me off my game. See, that's what happens. When you have, when you got the phone hooked up, it's a, it's a sad world we live in here. But yeah, that's why they ruined. That was the beginning of the end, dude. Fucking Graham Bell. The phone. Yeah. Because you could be reached at home. Started with the telegram. <laughs> I tell you, I miss the. <clears throat> you call and you get the answering machine, and then. Uh, you have no idea when they'll call you back. You don't know where they are. They can't text you. Yeah, I do love like, dude, yes. I can't tell you where I am. Who knows where I am? I'll call you when I get back. I got <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Frank, now he's not home. Yeah, I'll tell him you called. Will he tell him? <laughs> nope. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I might see you four days later. Hey, Frank, did your brother tell you I called? No. No. Never said anything. 
<laughs> yeah, those were the good days. I, I did, uh, I do always, remember Radiolab back when it used to be good? Yes, I really loved Radiolab back in the day. Way back in the day. Uh, they did that one episode, it's about time. And it's one of the greatest, I think it's one of the greatest like podcast episodes that's ever produced. You know, because they really like break down like perceptions of time and everything. And uh, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh man, Mike, you had me riveted there. God. No, what were we talking about before I said Radio Lamb? Because I was thinking about all the good episodes. <laughs> like I was, I was, I started thinking about how shitty they got. Like how disapp- I like instantly got disappointed. Oh wow, that's really uns unsettling. Uh, so we were discussing uh. You know, having the deal telephone and... <clears throat> oh, well, that's what I was... Yeah, so they were talking... One of the things that that episode talks about is how, like, um, it, it always stuck with me. It's, like, blown my mind is that uh, before the trains came around... Oh, yeah. And, and they started synchronizing the, the clocks by the train. Right on. Before, before that, it was custom customary. It was, like, three hours. So I'd be like, yeah, Frank, I'll be there around noon. I'd be there in the afternoon. Okay. So you had like a three-hour window, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then the trains, they like, you know, they set the times. And then it became like, well, you're three hours late. What the fuck, dude? You couldn't even tell me within the hour? (laughs) I uh, miss the days of uh, the the phone, man. Bring back the well, phone. That's what I'm saying, dude. Now it's gotten to the point where it's like, I need, like, where are you? Why didn't you call me back? You couldn't even send me a text. I texted you 15 minutes ago. It's like, whoa. The whoa. instant access is is too much to handle. Because it's sped. It's because it's not just that it speeds everything up, right? Like when I have to wait for you to call me back, it's literally slows everything down. Yeah, I guess so. Especially if you don't have the device in your hand and you got to think of something to do. Oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> and I think it kind of kills the ingenuity. Like one of the problems you have with, uh, like younger guys. Oh yeah. Like whether it's mechanics or plumbing or electrical or anything, one of the biggest problems you have is they don't figure it out on their own, right? They as soon as something doesn't go like it's planned, they're trying to fix something and it's just not going as they're planned. That's it. They're calling somebody, trying to see. They're trying to look it up online and like, you know. Oh yeah. You remember what it was like going to a house, dude? You're 45 minutes away from anything or anybody, and your lawnmower doesn't work. <laughs> That's right, man. Good times. Right, you, you call your <laughs> uncle. He ain't coming. Nobody's coming. There ain't nobody coming. Half the people aren't even answering the phone. Like, <laughs> you got to fix it yourself. Figure it out. Get it done. Well, in the future, coming up soon, we may have nobody to be able to get it done. Uh, I saw in NPR today, they had an article about how America needs carpenters and plumbers, Mike. I sent it your way. I don't know if you had time. Oh, I read it, dude. Did you see that 49% drop from 2020 to 2022 in the trade? So... The application rate for young people seeking technical jobs like plumbing, building, and electrical work dropped by 49% in 2022 compared to 2020 in two years, man. Which is terrible because that, I mean, one, that means if you had enough guys apply, like you're taking, 
it's no longer the best, right? Yeah. And these are the apprentices coming in. These are the guys that are going to be your tradesmen. So uh, there's going to be a huge, I mean, there's already a huge need for people that will just come work and work with, can work with their hands. You know what one of the most unbelievable things is, is the lack of hand-eye coordination. Uh, you know, and most people, like, are people you work with, or what do you, yeah, drivers, just, yeah, I would say. Yeah. So I've noticed it, uh, so like soldering, right? Oh, yeah. Like when you have to solder pipe, you have to use the flame, you have to use the torch in one hand, and that you have your solder in the other hand, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. And you're doing, you know, you're moving them together, and you're doing everything, right? No, I, it's, 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 the bigger the pipe, the harder it is because the more movement you have and you have to do it like kind of in synchrony because the way the solder, soldering works is the, the solder is actually following the, the heat, right? Okay, yeah. So that's why you have to move the heat and that draws the solder where you want it to be. And that's, right. how you fill, that's how you fill the joint, right? Yeah. So... If you're doing like a three, four inch joint, you know, that's why it's really hard, dude. Especially, I'm still having a hard time with like three, four inch, really hard time because you got to really move with it, right? And I never really did a lot of soldering before. I was always pressing with the gun. But, uh, um, man, I keep forgetting where I'm going. So Sorry. People generally are lacking this ability. Oh, the, and the problem is, my point is, is like, it was hard for me at first because I didn't have like the, the uh, muscle memory and everything. Oh, yeah. And then, but it was like, it was very easy for me to pick up the movements. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but it was very, you know, I got the movements. I'm still working on knowing like, how, is it really filling the joint or am I just capping it? You know what I mean? So there's still like the detail, but the point is, my point is if, if, if you, if, in order for you to learn how to solder, you should be able to first, like in the first couple of weeks, learn the movements. You know what I mean? Sure. Absolutely. And if you don't even have the basic hand-eye coordination, okay, now we're starting with hand-eye coordination, dude. That's gonna t- that's gonna take you years to build up. There you know? are <clears throat> what I gathered from the article, and I, I thought it was fascinating actually, which is generally speaking, in previous years and decades, it was the families that replaced the older generation in all yes. of these jobs. And now I, there was something down in the article about farmers and how the uh, like average age of uh, most farmers is like 57 years old. Holy and it, it, it used to be 54, and it rose also drastically over the last few years. And essentially there are no young people replacing the farmers or the plumbers or the carpenters. And... They uh, say that our uh, the U.S. commerce is warning that we're going to have a an extreme shortage of skilled workers this year. Wow, this year? This year. Holy shit, it's already hitting? We're there, baby. We're rolling into it, man. The wave hit the shores, huh? Well, because think about it. What did it just say? Over the last two years, starting at the pandemic, I'm assuming... Uh, we had a fifty percent drop in Gen in Gen Z, which is uh, th- what they're turning 
They're entering seven to something. Yeah. yeah. So they're uh, what? They're entering the workforce, correct? They're the ones that yeah. would be apprentices. <sighs> Some of you guys are like twenty-two right now. Yes, go to work. So they're not. They're not working, and they're not joining these uh, skilled trades because they want to be fucking TikTok stars and do YouTube podcasts. So funny, dude! I caught uh, so T. So if you wake up before five eight, before four. <laughs> yeah like all the news starts at four right and that's when my alarm set so sometimes you wake up like 15 minutes early you know 10 minutes before the alarm you turn on the tv and it's tmz all right, right? yeah and i caught the end of tmz this morning and it was uh they were talking about somebody being on their insurance when they were 20 their parents insurance when they were 25 right okay <laughs> and then it became this whole discussion where this one guy in that little room, you know, like in the TMZ room, he was like, yeah, I had to leave my parents because I was 26. I turned 26 last year. He's like, it's a big deal. Everybody, they turn 26. They, 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 and, like, every, and like, it was like kind of split 50-50 on whether that's normal, right? Okay. <laughs> and all I can think is like, dude, I left, my, I left mom and dad's insurance when I was 19 years old. And I get it. I joined the army, but I never went back. Oh, yeah. Right? For sure. Like, come on. You know, uh, over the holiday weekend, I had a couple extra days, and Emma and I were able to just chill and do some marathoning because it was so cold, and, you know, we got blizzarded in and all that nonsense. And uh, I caught some step-by-step. Do you remember the show Step-by-Step? Yeah. All right. Step-by-step, day-by-day. Day-by-day. So, uh, I don't remember the show very well. That was the Robin Thicke one, right? (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. We talked. So step. Oh no, no. That's the that's the one that I thought was Alan. Thick. Yeah, I'm, Alan. Let me. T- I'll play. One, right? I'll play it out. No. Uh, so uh, step by step okay. is the one with the two families who get together through marriage, and uh, they have the cousin who lives in the van in the backyard. Yeah, JT. JT. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Yeah. All right. So I was watching it, and one of the premise, the premise of one of the episodes was the elder son had to like start working so he was going to go work with the dad at his construction site cuz he was oh, a contractor yeah he was a contractor and yeah. his name's Frank right and uh this kid JT or no yeah no the kid i can't remember the, i think the kid's name is JT maybe i can't remember anyways the kid he's failing miserably and it's all hilarious and you know Everything is just terrible, and uh, he's just an epic failure when it comes to construction work. And then he ends up uh, ha- like talking to his mom in her beauty salon, and he s- goes and helps someone with the shampoo. And then he becomes this like sensational shampoo boy, and all the women like are coming in to to have him shampoo them. And the dad like <laughs> freaks out. No. The dad freaks out because you know he wants his son to be a, a construction man, not a, a sham- carpenter, not a shampoo boy. And uh, it's kind of a, it dances on some funny lines, and then eventually the kid admits to his dad, like, you know, I only like doing it because I'm touching the chicks, you know. And so the dad's relieved, right? Because uh, he's into the chicks and. Uh, I just thought it was plus, such a like a crazy. Dude, plus, you're probably getting some great cleavage shots from that view. Absolutely, dude. Right? Oh, genius. 
I was watching this thinking, like, you would never see this on, like, any of the modern fucking shows now, anywhere. This premise <laughs> of the kid, like, you know, the dad wants him to do construction, but the kid likes doing the beauty salon. If it were modern day, the whole, like, discrepancy or the problem in the episode would be over the sexuality of the kid. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, no. The kid would have came back from the salon as a woman. But this whole thing was about him, like, having a job and earning a living. And, like, you know, and then the lesson at the end was, I don't care what you do. I just want you to do something, you know, to, like, make money, you know? Go to work. Go to work. Don't be lazy. That was the theme of this episode. And I'm watching, I'm thinking, like, man, 20 years later, 30 years later, they would have gone so sideways with this fucking shit. And you would have just been puking with woke at the end of it. Oh, that's crazy. It just the the way they wrote stuff back then. They were like teaching morals, like good morals, like you know, yeah. like. Well, that's why that's why men were existing then, you know. And here's the but. thing, Mike the the lead, the father, the man of the family did construction. Yeah. And so you could look up to someone like that, and he was someone who espoused like morals and you know, you know respect <laughs> and like you know. To be honest with you, Gen X kind of is the one generation that just never really bitched, right? Yeah. Like, they were kind of rowdy in the 90s and everything, but dude, they they watched step by step, and then they grew up to become men and women who are now looking at the the, uh, millennials like, dude, go to work, please. I just find it interesting, here we are in 2022, reading about how nobody is signing up to do you know, uh, carpentry or plumbing. And yeah. you'd be hard-pressed to turn on anything in entertainment and f- find anything that, like, shows men doing that kind of stuff in a respectful manner. Right. Uh, it's, a sh- it's a shame because that's why you guys are so unsatisfied with your lives. Like, it's so satisfying to go do a job and finish it and do it good. Yeah, working you know? with your hands, absolutely. And it's just... uh, I. I'm surprised by the numbers. And this article is essentially saying this coming generation, they're not going to work. They are just not going to do what they consider shit work. Right. That's, that's the message being sent. We're not signing up. We're not going to do, uh, we're not going to work is, with our hands. And it is shit work. I was on a site today where uh, they were doing this rebuild. They're like completely redoing the school. Oh, yeah. And uh, they had the concrete union in there. Oh, yeah. Man, <laughs> these motherfuckers hustle, dude. I mean, they're not moving fast, but this fucking kid, dude, he's like 19, 20 years old, and he just looks, he's covered in dust from head to toe. And he's carrying this wheelbarrow that's got to weigh three, four times what he's weighing. Right. Yeah. And he's fucking, he's carrying it on these timbers through this rough area, you know, and then fucking out to this, all the way out to the street, dumps it in the dumpster, takes his little fucking two minute break, goes back and lets him load it up again. It's like, dude, that is, that's the worst part of the job, but you're doing it, you know, just hoping that. I don't know, man. Nobody wants to do that shit part, the shit work. I tell you what, I used to clean fryers. I took a lot of pride in deep cleaning the fucking fryer because when you really deep cleaned that fryer properly, 
You get the best fucking fries, man. They they cook perfectly at the perfect time. They have the perfect crisp, and they look beautiful. The salt sticks to them just right. You don't get none of the soggy stuff. I'm talking about the crispy with the hot inside, man. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves those fries with that fresh oil and the freshly cleaned fryer. Never think people aren't watching, dude. Never think people aren't watching. I I only had time to catch a few minutes, and you you impressed me. You know what I mean? And it made it, made, it, it you know it gave me a positive view of the entire concrete union. You know, right, right, right <laughs> so, man. Yeah, well, you know, good help. Like just always always hustle, always do your best because people are watching. Well, you know, good help is hard to find, Mike. But if you need to look for it, I'm hearing you could come down to Denver. You got a couple? ...to step up as even more migrants arrive in Denver. He says states and cities oh, cannot... Wait, hold on. I got to... Let me start that at the beginning. It's, it quotes my favorite guy here. Sorry about that. I got, got caught on the mute there. Here we go. Governor Paul is now calling there on Congress is. to step up as <laughs> even more migrants arrive in Denver. He says states and cities cannot bear the burden alone, even as our state has stepped up to help provide intake services, processing, and transportation to thousands of new arrivals. Alan Janay at the McNichols building downtown. McNichols. Alan, mostly Venezuelan migrants are being housed there, and it is full. Venezuela. It is full. Behind me, the McNichols building That's full. Right. You know, uh, if you add it all up, we have an intake center, two shelters, another emergency overflow shelter, partner shelters, plus wow. also hotels. Yet not enough. Over 3,650 migrants have arrived since what? this all began. Now, 70% say they'd rather be somewhere else. And yet each day, more stay in Denver than leave. This is what happens when you claim to be a sanctuary city, people. What do you expect? Oh, my God, right? Underground at the bus terminal in Union Station, migrants stood waiting to depart. We found Milagros Flores heading out. Hey, Orlando, Florida. Like many of the migrants, her journey started months ago. I'm here from Venezuela. I left Venezuela October 3rd. She is one of those now being sent on from Denver Bye. as the state helps. I think it's a high percentage of folks who want to go somewhere else. I think but not enough, says Mayor Hancock's chief of staff. Down because they showed up here and saw the tax rates and they're like, no, we got to get out of here. We got to go to Miami, Texas. Send us yeah. back. <laughs> migrants are spending nights at the McNichols building and seeking refuge at the Webb building during the day. The state's help does have to tax my effort. income. How much? <laughs> Seriously, man. They couldn't believe it. They're like, what? We can't afford to live here. They, literally, none of these migrants could afford apartments. It's, it's yeah, impossible dude, to live here. There's not a house under 400000 Nobody can afford to live in Denver. Do you need more from the state? I think uh, it's fair to say that we need more from everybody. 144 migrants showed up just overnight last night. Far fewer than that left today. That's a math problem. Now, the nonprofits are telling me that there are short term needs like housing, food, and warm clothing, and long term needs, again, housing, but also legal help for people who are seeking asylum. And there are far too few immigration attorneys in this area to handle this load. Mm, in Denver, I'm Alan Janae covering. Yeah. <clears throat> 
No, no, we'd love to house all these migrants. We just don't have enough lawyers. <laughs> That's the problem. What we meant when we said sanctuary city is that vote for me. Vote for me. <laughs> Let me cut you another check there, young sir. You want 700 bucks? You got it. Migrants in the city? Hey, anytime. Vote for me. Oh, yeah. My name's Polis, and I'll do anything you jackasses want me to say. Did we say Migrant City? We meant on the even years from October to November. That's it. <laughs> wow, dude. That's so fucked up. You know, Denver claims to be this fucking high and mighty awesome. place. And, yeah. oh, we legalize shrooms, man. Oh, dude, you, you could uh, garden topless if you're a woman. Oh, you want to bury your uh, grandma in your backyard and compost her? B- by all means. God, yeah. We're, we're so super good. liberal, bro. We're super hip. We want to reduce all roads to one lane so we can have a stupid fucking bike lane on both sides? Oh, Let's fucking God. do it, baby. Oh, yeah. We're all about the stupid here. The, the the ballot should say we're gonna do this bike lane, but then each driver gets to kill one biker a year. <laughs> That's I'm a- okay with that. If I get to run over one a year, fine. <laughs> I just think we should get these fins on our cars where you can push a button, they flap out, and just knocks the biker right off their bike. <laughs> just pff, right to the side. <laughs> I'm gonna get a stick launcher so, like, as I'm going by, I'm like, I can launch a stick in their spokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude you know they did it here too they're having the same problem here they're like really trying not to report on it remember i told you about that school that was yes. retrofitted for the homeless absolutely or i mean for the uh migrants yes and Lori lightfoot swore that they weren't remodeling it they said they were remodeled it was like a project that was in the works for the school don't worry it's not about the migrants we're not gonna house migrants there you want to hear the clip You got me a clip. This is an incredibly fluid situation. Finally, some Ah, transparency from the city about what's really going on at the old Wadsworth Elementary School in Woodlawn. We've done everything from installing toilets to elevator repair, furnace and heater repairs, to just uh, general facility cleaning. All things CBS2 told you was happening months ago, but the mayor's office repeatedly denied this construction was to create a temporary shelter for asylum seekers. <laughs> CBS told us it was routine maintenance work. But now... Our ideal target start date there is January 6th. Less than a week and a half from now, the plan is to move in nearly 150 migrants, likely single men and women. So what happened? We had this conversation about Wadsworth, and then suddenly the conversation stopped, and I want to clear up the, the reason behind that. That rep from the mayor's office <laughs> said migrant arrivals decreased for a while, but now they may... <laughs> Dude, you know what happened? I'd love to know. <laughs> so they won't come out and just say it, but here's what happened, right? Oh, yeah. They were like, holy shit, they're busing migrants to us because we said we're a sanctuary city. Let's go remodel this school. We'll fix it up and turn it into a migrant shelter. The people in the neighborhood said, wait a minute, we've been begging for money for you guys to reopen this elementary school, and you always say there's not enough money, now you're opening it for migrants? They said, no, absolutely not. In the meantime, they did, right? Oh, yeah. And then, and then two months later, they said, oh, 
Well, look at this. This school is actually just the perfect school for migrants. It's got all these <laughs> <laughs> the stuff in it. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it? There's all these migrants coming. It just makes sense. We should put them in there. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? It's unbelievable because millions of Americans freeze to death on the streets every year. Oh, there's so many homeless in Chicago, it's not even funny. And they just die. And Well, they should, Frank, they should have came from the southern border. Isn't this incredible? The way this country is working right now, it's totally backwards. You know, we got plenty of space to house these people. But this other trash here, no, they Frank, can remain it's not on the even street. that we have. No, no, it's not even that we have the space because we don't. We had to rehab this fucking no, school. That you know what I mean? We had to run. We had to bore <laughs> holes through walls and concrete to run pipes, expose pipes, and then insulate and everything. No, the point is we bent over backwards to provide shelter and everything for these mic. They're not even Americans. How many veterans are on the street? That's exactly my point. You know, when, right? when I'm talking about the homeless, I know that we're talking about people with mental illness, people mental who illness. are broke because uh, they had suffered financial ruin. Uh, they're, they're, you know, veterans, lots of veterans. Dude, you got a lot of veterans on the street that are just suffering mental illness still today. And, and it's like, you, you can't bend over backwards to do something for them? Oh, uh, no, but these migrants? because You know why? Because you have to hide them? Dude, this might cost Lori her fucking... Uh, re-election. That's why she was trying to wait till after the re-election to open the school. This is a freaking disaster. We, in here in Denver, this is a disaster. They're re- reporting it on the news. They usually are very favorable to old oh, Jerry Bolts. crisis, dude. This is a crisis. Yes, this is horrifying what's going on. This is the emergency, not COVID. Exactly, dude. Right. It kind of reminds me of that South Park episode when the future people invade. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're just everywhere and you can't do anything about it <laughs> they took our job <laughs> and I think uh, what happens all the men start having gay sex and a giant uh, gay sex orgy yeah. to stop when the that starts people. I'm going to Chinatown <laughs> <laughs> could you direct me to the wet market please thank you Please, I want to be the biggest <laughs> in the orgy Wow, so you guys are just teaming with migrants. Are they? Um... The, no, that's what I mean. You're the. That's what I mean. So Denver, Chicago, and dude, it's all it's just because it's because those are the two cities we live in, which means it's everywhere. I are not doing yeah. a, a national <laughs> news, but this is local news in every city. I pulled right? my clip up simply because I was watching the local news in the morning, and I pointed to them. I said, "Hey, look at here." Look what we got going on downtown. I work downtown. I'm down there. The homeless situation is quite literally out of control. Oh, it's been out of control, yeah. But it, it is at maximum capacity, and I must say, in the last couple months, something has changed. There has been just an influx of people on the streets. No, I don't know if you guys have it there, but I keep telling people, and now people are noticing. You know what changed? Now we have homeless on the street begging for money, and it's a family. It's literally like a, a mom That's and a right. child. Yes. You know? Absolutely. It's like the mom, the dad, and the children are just sitting there camped out begging for money. And dude, you should see, they started handing tents out to some of the homeless. So now they all have these like uniform like square orange tents. Oh, it's called a shanty town. We've done it. <laughs> 
been doing it for generations, man. <laughs> At this point, we just have to create some sort of like mini Kingston, you know, like the, the, we'll with call the it ten Shikanti. roofs. Shikanti. <laughs> I like Shikanti. This used to be Little Italy, now it's Shikanti. Shikanti. <laughs> What's going to happen? Like, what was it? Uh, they said in the Denver clip, Venezuelan. Was that right? If I remember correctly. Nicaragua? Know, oh, yeah. Venezuelan. I think it was Venezuelan. If anything, they will, you know, pick a spot in one of the poor parts, populate it, and then here's the benefit, I guess. We're going to have some kick-ass Venezuelan food here in like 10, 5, 10 years. Oh, cool, cool. Little Venezuela? That's what Where I'm saying. Where are they going to be? Little yeah. Venezuela oh. here in Denver. I'm kind of into it, but I, you know, I'm not into this transition moment here where we have all these people just roaming the streets and you know, they got nowhere to go. Is Venezuelan food good? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I guarantee it. it's going to be everywhere. Well, like I said. Well, we all will, I guess. <laughs> we were talking about the migrant situation the other <laughs> you day. You think it's going to be like even when you order Chinese, it's going to be a Venezuelan cooking it? We're, we were just doing the migrant stuff. Uh, previous episode, we were talking about like the, the $60 Mexican at, uh, <laughs> at Home Depot. So, it sounds very bad out of context when you just say $60 Mexican. <laughs> I think we all know what I meant. $60 a pop. They're always standing next to the brown. Yeah, we get wholesale. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I like to go to the source. Yeah. I think the it's just going to be a new uh, new group of people that want to work. Yeah, and uh, it's just... Uh, there's this always is just, somebody hungry, you know? Once again, if it's uh, kind of trickling through, that's a whole different scenario than if they're streaming through. And it's possible what we experienced in the early 2000s uh, was a consequence of maybe the more open border in the 90s, right? Did we have kind of a, an open border going on there in the 1990s? Yeah. Not this bad, though. Nothing has been... When it comes to everything, bad. and I mean everything in life, nothing has been worse than the Biden administration. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you guys just, you guys were like shouting from the mountaintops, you know, sanctuary city. <laughs> you know, my olive oil went from $19 to 27. Uh, I, don't, I can't even afford Bastards. it anymore. Bastards. I started eating peanut oil. <laughs> Watch yourself, man. You're gonna turn into a soy boy over there. <laughs> I didn't know you could get oil from a peanut. <laughs> yeah, who's squeezing these nuts everywhere? That's my question. How, how hard do you have to squeeze a peanut? You know, remember, remember that movie Mafia that like made fun of all the mafia movies? I do. I absolutely do. It was starring Jay Moore. Uh, oh, wow. Whoa. Busting out actor names. Jay Moore, one of my favorite uh, comedians, actually. He's an incredible impersonationist. Impersonist? How do you? I don't know. He, doesn't, he does great impersonations. And uh, <laughs> I fixed that one. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to use the tools you got in the box. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I figured it out. It, he, <laughs> he does like maybe my favorite Al Pacino. And uh, he was just on uh, Adam Carolla recently. 
actually. Oh, no way. Yeah, so check it out. But he's a funny dude. And he was in the movie Mafia. And I believe... Which anytime I think of olive oil, I yes. think of that movie. When the guy's squeezing the olives. He squeezes the single olive, man. <laughs> the, yeah. Gets the drop in the bottle. Yeah. I literally was just envisioning that scene. It's so good, dude. Why? <laughs> it's, it's even funnier if you've ever seen these Italians actually do it. They fucking put all these olives in this, like, it looks like a, it literally looks like a little mini wine press, right? <laughs> they squeeze it, and there's more, <clears throat> there's more sweat from them dripping on the floor <laughs> than there is olive oil dripping into the fucking can. <laughs> It's insane how hard you gotta squeeze the fucking thing. <laughs> how long does it take to get that uh, all the oil, man? Do you like let it sit for uh, a while, ninety or? hours, dude? It's like it's like a three week full time job. That's beautiful. You fucking crank it. You let it sit for an hour. Mm. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what they go through, and that's after fucking you gotta like boil it three different times or something change the water and then you gotta de-seed it mike this was back when you didn't even have telephones man you could just sit there and make some olive oil all day right no one <laughs> was calling me. i listen to joe rogan talk about building the pyramids i don't think i, I don't think humans could do it my grandma spent four hours on olive oil <laughs> they had nothing to do yeah, dude. they would say the rosary for three hours every night <laughs> I would rather carve a stone than go say the rosary, dude. Of course, I'm working overtime. Yes. No, King, drop the oil off. We're burning it tonight. I, I'm so sick of the fucking rosary, you know? Dude, I'm bored, and I have an unlimited subscription of movies streaming to my TV. These guys had the rosary. Look, I don't know. I think everyone's bored and lifeless these days because they're unfulfilled and they're not doing anything. We're so consumed with entertainment and, <laughs> and stimulus that like nothing is. No, your option should be go work or say the rosary. Hey, you don't want to say the rosary? Fine, go to work. Or you can like, go make some olive oil. Well, that's that's work. If you ever, I'm telling you, man, that's harder work than you've ever done. It looks hard. I'm sure it's equal to making the wine. Making wine is. A so huge, hard, huge pain in the ass, yeah. <laughs> At least if you want to make good wine. You can make shitty wine pretty easily. Very easy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prisoners do it without breaking a sweat. Very little effort. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you want to make some drinkable wine, uh, it's going to be a pain. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the olive oil go down. That's so funny. I, I've always, uh, personally, I would be down to make my own olive oil. So, you know, like, whether it's the... I don't know about the olive oil. I think I'm confused. I, I'm, like, mixing two processes. Because, you know, like, when you make the black olives or whatever? Those uh, dried like, black olives? No, you know, like, when they're in, like, the jar? Yeah. Yeah, the regular... Yes, regular yeah, black you gotta, olives. Like, yeah. You gotta, like, boil... Or you gotta... Like, yeah, you gotta, like, boil them or something. But I know you gotta change the water, like, three times or it's poisonous or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe this yeah. isn't something I should try out for the first time. Uh, on my own. No, but. don't listen to me. I might be confusing it with something else. This is also from a guy who hates olives. You hate olives? Hate olives. I never acquired the taste. Even to this day. Mushrooms Man, and olives. Man, I freaking love olives. I could eat... Um, I think I could eat every olive. That's a love them or hate them thing, you know? It's a weird texture. It's a weird taste. I don't like it. I don't want it. Oh, they're salty and briny and delicious, man. Oh, yeah. Mm. Nope, not for me. 
No, not at all. Not even in the no, slightest. Not, not even on how a about, pizza. What about no. in a cool martini? No. Why would you ruin the vodka? The fucking olive. You don't like a, a nice dirty martini? Extra olive? Oh, yeah. Shake it. That's dirty. <laughs> no, I hate the martinis, dude. No, I'm not a martini guy. Not a martini fella. All right. I, could, okay. I, I couldn't do a 007. I'm not a 007, you know. You know, historically, the shaken, not stirred, it's a joke. You're not supposed to do that with the martini. And so. The, shake it or stir it? You're not supposed to shake it, I believe. You're supposed to stir. Yeah, shaking it, you're, uh, I guess you add the ice and all this stuff uh, or something. I can't remember what it is. But uh, traditionally, I, I thought you're just supposed to. Uh, I don't even know. I I, I don't I know. Believe what you do the shaking that. would dilute less than the stirring. That's what I'm saying. Have, I think the you'd reason have more aeration in it, less uh, there'd be more air. The less shaking, I guess, the, adds uh, more water too, right? No, no, I think stirring would dilute the. I don't know. More. I know nothing. I'm not uh, someone you know in high class, uh, if you will. I always I thought I always thought there was like a gimmick. No, to I the think it depends. What is this? Cu- what's the cup made out of? The cut. The cup? What kind of alloy are we talking here? Alloy? <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, what's the nickel to aluminum ratio here? Are we, uh... I have no idea. <laughs> ah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so where's, yeah. Tony, where's Tony when you need him? Yeah, I, I don't know uh, the drink lingo. and He's got a 20-year uh, career in making drinks. That's right. That's yeah, uh, that's good stuff, man. You know, I I know some true pros who could make some good stuff. I don't really dig on the uh, the guys. You know, like uh, we go to this one place and they'll do like you open up a chamber and then smoke pours out of it. It's uh, uh, so much I'm work. That, oh man, like <laughs> I didn't know. I just thought it was a bourbon. Why'd you do this to me? Like. Uh, <sighs> Dude, I'll never forget this one guy. He's like, I go to this bar. He's like, you got to have the shot. And the bartender did this thing where he like blows through this tube and the smoke goes into my glass, right? Oh, yeah. And then there, everybody's like, yeah, everybody's watching. I, literally <laughs> look, I look at the dude that bought me the shot and I go, how much do I have to tip him to get his breath out of my drink? Oh, <laughs> man. Did I just get COVID? What's going on here? Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I don't want you breathing <laughs> on my drink, dude. Fuck, am I your girlfriend? I'm gonna fucking shotgun this beer, this uh, hit with you. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> I hate that shit, dude. Just yeah. give me a shot, give me a beer, give me whatever. Don't, don't give me no fucking. Don't light it on fire. Good call. Keep it right? simple. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about keeping it simple, man. That's, dude, the uh... minute you're doing all that, you're like. You're about an hour away from making a fool of yourself. Well, speaking of uh, making a fool of yourself, Mike... Did I make a fool of myself? No, the media is making a fool of themselves because I do declare he has returned. 
Tonight, the FBI is asking for the public's help and raising the reward as agents search for the suspect who planted pipe bombs near Republican bomb and Democratic National Committee headquarters the night before the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Investigators what? are now offering half a million dollars for information, leading to the arrest of the suspect seen here on the surveillance video dressed in a gray <laughs> hooded sweatshirt, face mask, and Nike Dude, shoes. The fucking nerve. Hold on. Back, fucking baby. Stop the, the nerve of these fucking that's guys. It, that's it. The fucking nerve of these what? guys. What? Two years later, now we're looking for fucking pop, on, pipe dude. bomb guy? I know a fucking dude? scam when I see one, dude. <laughs> I live in the city of scams. I know a scam. <laughs> you motherfuckers spent two years scrubbing all hard drives, all camera footage, all everything. Hey, go find them. We'll give you half a mil. <laughs> You know where Pipe Bomb Guy is? He's living in a shack in the backyard of Ray Epps' house. I guarantee it's it. Ray, it's Ray Epps! <laughs> it's go, fucking Ray Epps! Go ask his buddy Ray Epps where he's hanging out at. He knows. Ray Epps knows where Pipe Bomb Guy is. I guarantee Ray Epps knows where Pipe Bomb Guy okay. is. Okay, if he's not Ray Epps, him and Ray Epps have been to the same barbecue since January 6th. <laughs> Guaranteed they go to the same barbecues. And they wear the same Oakleys. We've seen the pictures. Same khakis. <laughs> shirt tucked in. Fucking pipe bomb guy. I never thought... Guy. Dude, I really believed he was gone from the history books. Like, Because I thought it was an obvious you know, uh, false flag operation. So here's my thought. Conspiracy oh, theory. too hot. Everything's falling around them. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Because I was a little disappointed this week. No, as I was quoted earlier, I said way back when, orgiastic celebration of the Jan 6th <laughs> lead up. So I'm a bit disappointed. But then I caught this clip. All of a sudden, they brought back Pipe Bomb Guy. I think Pipe Bomb Guy was a bust the first go. But now on the anniversary, man, no one's talking Jan 6. Kind of strange. They're holed up at the fucking Capitol with this uh, vote for McCarthy. So they're all there. This is a perfect moment, man. I'm declaring we have a false flag on our hands, folks. It's coming. Ooh. Here we go. You think so? Huh? I think we get a successful pipe bomb guy at the Capitol on the anniversary of Jan 6 during these congressional sessions, and then we're going to see uh, some serious rights restrictions and social media crackdowns this year. I, I believe they're going to go hard on the social media and podcasts and anyone out there voicing an opinion. They're, they're, they're going to come down on it. And I think that's, what, that's the only explanation for Pipe Bomb Guy being back. You su suddenly, no. he's, suddenly you're looking for him, though. They're literally saying, well, we have a manhunt now for Pan Pipe Bomb Guy. Yeah, there's another explanation. All right, I'm ready. The Republicans are about to invest, open their own investigation into January 6th. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you want to have plausible deniability. So now the FBI can be like, well, what do you mean? We've been looking after Pipe Pop Guy. We've been looking, we've been looking for him this whole time. <laughs> we, were, we were offered 200000 You know what? You're right. Maybe it's not enough. Hey, 500 <laughs> Plausible deniability, Frank. <laughs> We've been looking for it. But we scrubbed all the cameras so nobody's got anything. I don't know. All we got is this picture. 
pipe bomb there's guy. A, there's, there's less photos of this guy than the fucking missile that hit the Pentagon. <laughs> I know, dude. It's unbelievable. Like, we caught the Idaho killer in a month through DNA back testing, but we can't find fucking pipe Did bomb you guy. see that, dude? They fucking found one out of a million cell phones that happened to align with the movements of these people's cell phones and, like, fuck? fucking DNA on a sheath of a knife and fucking the FBI called the state troopers and had him find him in another state. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> pipe guy guy pipe bomb bombs in Washington D.C. He put two pipe bombs. He tried to blow up the fucking Capitol, dude. It's Washington D.C. <laughs> These guys found a guy in the middle of nowhere Georgia who committed a, a murder in the middle of nowhere Idaho. This guy was in D.C. <laughs> With the like, literally the most heavily surveillance place on the fucking earth, man. <laughs> you had more photos of this guy who killed the drunk girl and her friends. <laughs> Can't What's find going him. On here, man? No idea. Can't find him. Don't no know. Idea. In fact, two years later, let's put out another PR on this guy. Uh, <laughs> we got the photo. Can't even tell his race. We Height? Got, no way. No way we, we can got, tell. We got no leads. I love. <laughs> <laughs> There was, there was this one there was this one thing i forgot what it was in chicago but they found the guy it was a, i think it was like a bank robbery or something dude. <laughs> they found the guy because they tracked ring cameras wow. and like followed him back the to series? his house oh my god oh, like a so, week after dude, it happened that dude. is 1984 like minority report shit that's crazy oh my god yeah Pipe bomb guy, no way. Don't know. Disappeared. <laughs> never <laughs> heard of him. Never heard of him. In fact, we never reported on it. Wait, two years later? Yeah, we did. Actually, uh, no, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got a 747 doing circles around DC 24-7. <laughs> snapping pictures of everything going on. <laughs> fucking Christ, dude. We get a fucking grainy picture like it's the JFK assassination. It's like the <laughs> most <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> What's going what, on here? What am I looking at, dude? What, what is, is this? Can't even tell if it's a man. <laughs> and even if he was a man in the picture, that's two years ago. It could be a woman by now. Where's the age going? Like the chicken Missouri or the dude. I kick it right. Okay. <laughs> two, two years. You can change sexes. Oh my god, god damn. Oh, this is fucking incredible. Yeah, pipe guy, guy. No, no idea. No. I, I'm glad he's back. It's important that we find him, but whew, my take on it is. Brace yourselves. Half a million dollars, dude. That is so funny. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is just a setup. Like we're gonna seed this out there, and then do our dirty deed, our little false flag, and then off we go. They need to criminalize the MAGA side somehow, some way. Nothing has stuck. The J Six committee yeah, was a total fucking bust. Yeah, but you can't do this guy bust. because he he put a bomb at the RNC. He did both. They only talk about the DNC pipe bomb because the camel was supposed to be there. So but he actually put pipe bomb up both in both. Okay, so here's a take on pipe bomb guy. It could be two things. It could be false flag guy, part of the khaki pants FBI dudes, or it could actually be uh, Antifa Absolutely. guy. No, no, dude. All right. 
Dude, pipe bombs is so 1990s. That's FBI staging it for sure. Nobody does that shit. Well, isn't didn't they blame uh, Oklahoma City on pipe bombs? Everything's always a pipe bomb if the uh, if the I, feds are involved. Always it's always a pipe bomb. <laughs> pipe bomb. Yeah, fuck the feds, dude. <laughs> I don't believe this for one bit. I don't believe there was pipe bombs. No, I never believed pipe bomb guy for a second, and. <clears throat> I don't believe this for a second, it, other than, like I said, the seeding of the information into the public mind right before, uh, kind of like saying, oh, there's a high alert for terrorist attacks, and then they do 9-11, something, yeah. you know, shit like that. So No, I think this is just plausible deniability. Hey, we've been looking for him, what are you talking about? All right, we'll increase it half a mil, <laughs> a couple months they'll go a mil. You're saying because the investigations are coming? Yeah. Mostly against Fauci. Did you see Elon is threatening to release all this stuff on Twitter? The Twitter yeah, files. The Fauci files. The Fauci files. Yeah. This is all bullshit with Elon, right? Did, have we reached... Is everyone sick and tired of Elon? Cause I Elon, like... I come from the days <laughs> before computers. Okay, back in Brooklyn, it was all on paper. Paper. <laughs> Computers, no files. <laughs> uh, where is Fauci, man? God, huh? these vaccines really didn't work, and uh, he's gone. You know, I saw that he did have a special on sixty Minutes a few days ago, I believe, Ooh. and uh, I wanted to check it out. I might, but. I feel like they want to bury Fauci now uh, after the Buffalo Bills uh, game incident with, oh, yeah. the, with the young fella dropping down. I, I got to say, man, that one reverberated. I think it shook a lot of minds. Well, you know what you know what's been getting everybody I noticed is everybody that starts bringing it up and talking about it. I always say, I go, it's really crazy because of what happened to J.J. Watts. Yes. And everybody's like, what happened? I'm like, well, dude, a couple months ago, that's why he retired. He had a heart problem. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Like, it's not just this one guy. There's at least one other guy that we know of. In the, just in the NFL. That's the thing is, it's what we know. We don't know, probably, other things that may have occurred. Because I've been thinking about, dude, the more we talked about how that's the new normal. It's like, it's... People aren't, I, I think people aren't even reporting it because they really think it's just normal to be 24 and have an inflamed heart. And that's really scary. Like, why would you go, why would you even think about calling anybody or reporting anything if your doctor tells you it's normal? Oh, yeah, Frank, it's normal. You just had an inflamed heart. Take this. <laughs> right? So fucked to think that people just, they, <clears throat> that they normalize it. The language is so powerful. And when you use something repeatedly, it just instantly latches to some of these uh, sheep, man. They just instantly fucking take it. It's crazy. They just take it. So you know, I had this argument about uh, the like. I think it's the best argument ever, right? The oh whole, yeah. Like, you tell me this thing is safe and effective. I don't want it because that means it doesn't work. I want the only drugs I want you to give me are drugs that for sure work. And the, wor- the drugs that for sure work have side effects. So- have side effects, right? Oh, yeah. So I don't want this drug unless it's really going to work and it's worth the side effects. So oh. 
Don't give me this bullshit. If it's 100% safe and effective, I'll put that on the shelf with the uh, no chemical 100% organic cleaner. That doesn't work. <laughs> right? Yeah. It doesn't do shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what you know, opiums <laughs> really worked, or opioids really worked, had crazy side effects, right? That's why you should only give it to people when it's worth it. You know what I mean? The reason we had Advil doesn't do shit. It's a fucking psychological thing. So don't give me no Advil. <laughs> We're not seeing Fauci anymore because he's meeting with his teams of very expensive lawyers and they're going over all of the documents that the other side is aware of and it's yeah. basically Fauci and Dashik's signature on the gain of function <laughs> testing I've never seen this signature in my life I never <laughs> even heard of a Dashik <laughs> what is a Dashik Jesus Christ is that the bat we injected? Oh, am I alive? Oh, shit. And the truth is, <clears throat> the truth is, it wasn't Dashik throwing out the first pitch at that Nationals game. It was Fauci, and Fauci will be the one on the hot seat come later this month, or whenever they call him to the stand, which they will, because his day will come. Yeah, it was all a scam. God, it, it was all a scam. It's the and scam. So many people are getting hurt from it. <laughs> it was the scamdemic, baby. Come on, we all lived through it. Oh, 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 oh